0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. My name is Alexander Holland, and as on a rare occasion, I'm not sat digitally next to my number one pod, Pizza. I'm sat physically next to my number one pod, Pizza. He's one meter from me in my apartment in Berlin, my home studio. Gonna be the name of... John Maloney. Let's let's start with a tea, cheers. Oh, yeah, can- wait. Yeah, we can, uh, that, clink. let's try and get as much on on mic, if you put your tea down, yeah. I'll slap you a little bit, <laughs> and rub, if you put your microphone, yeah, there you go, it's the real deal, that's you? how you know, <laughs> that we're really in the same the room together, touch. and this is episode number 80, and we're not in Haiti, we're not in Port-au-Prince, we're in Tempelhof, <laughs> Berlin Berlin. and you've been
1: here I've been here since Monday it's uh so almost a week now uh, the time of recording and it's been wonderful it's been a very exciting journey it's very exciting to be here with you in person yeah last time we were in person was in a little hotel room in the lower east side of Manhattan and now that was probably a couple of months ago now and uh this is in your home so it's the very first time that we have been recording not just in person, but in one of the places where we typically record. Yeah,
0: this is where the sausage is made. Mm. You can see my setup with seventeen screens. Mm, it's I really have screens on the ceiling, screens <laughs> on the really... floor. I've tiled the floor with LCD
1: You've screens. Really given your apartment and life over to the <laughs> cast, and I appreciate that. It's quite. It's sort of weird being able to see. I mean, I think there's a certain realness in appearing at the very workstation where the cast gets put together as opposed to my walk-in robe where yeah. it all seems a bit remote from the, uh, the hard business of composing the podcast. But it's lovely. And there's a lovely autumnal view outside of your Berlin apartment that I'm looking at, which is reminding me that I'm nowhere near Australia
0: at the moment. It's very exciting. Yeah, and you've been sleeping in this room as uh-huh. well. Yeah, This is my multi-purpose room of, <laughs> yeah. of the 100 rooms in my apartment. <laughs> I've chosen this one for podcasting and guest.
1: Yeah, I sleep. Just I just wrap myself around one of the monitors that is day and night operating to I think add podcast episodes to the blockchain. I think you explained <laughs> it. I'm quite sure I understood what that meant. And so you got in on... I get, got in on Monday. It's now, what is it? Saturday. Mm. It was a very exciting arrival. I want to give a big shout out to all of the Berlin crew.
0: The Berlin meetup that was sold out. Yeah, it was a huge success. Also in this room.
1: Yeah, also in this room. That's true. It's all happened. This is really the DPTM nerve center. <laughs> and uh, and I got here I just enough time to pretty myself up, have a shower. You know, pluck my eyebrows, and then the meetup began, and it was a lot of people who I'd heard a lot about, who I'd seen liking the artwork, liking the apps, yeah, commenting on the apps, sending emails into don'tpraiseitiol dot com, and finally, I was meeting them, Uh, and it was very exciting, and I felt honoured by their presence, and slightly humbled, and also slightly. Uh, concern that the real me would be a disappointment to them.
0: The unedited The unedited me. So many, they said, fuck, you say um and ah a lot in real life. exactly. And God (laughs) knows you cough a lot and clear your throat, (laughs) an amount that is frightening. You keep (laughs)
1: pausing and losing your train of thought. Yeah,
0: and some of the points that you're making here are not interesting at all. (laughs) I don't understand.
1: One in every five anecdotes. How is it?
0: How is it that on the podcast everything's interesting? Yeah. By then when you're talking to me, I'm drifting off real quick for a lot of the things you're saying. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of, there's been a real dip in the DPTM listenership and I'm sorry
1: for that. I shouldn't have shown people behind the curtain. <laughs> you can't show your fans the real you because they, they don't want that. They want the mystique.
0: Let's do a shout out to everybody that bought their ticket to yeah. the DPTM Berlin meetup. Pizza party sponsored by Domino's. <laughs> Going around the circle, I think we had Akil, Jan, Malta, Anthony, Anthony, Jordan. Yep, Marta. Yep, Nico. Mm-hmm. I think that's hope everyone. That's, I hope that's it. Yeah, we want to say thanks to those guys for buying the premium meetup tickets that came.
1: You had the opportunity. Each of them had the opportunity. For a one-on-one with me uh you've got a little juliet balcony over there and i stood out there and each of them came to me it was a bit like a confession came (laughs) to me processed out just kind of shared with me things that they wanted to (laughs) get off their chest ways that the podcast had affected their lives yeah
0: and and that was really lovely i'd also like to say that when i told everybody that i was having a domino's night Mm. which i'm the only one in in town that does this. Everybody else is too good for Domino's. But I said, hey, guys, I'm going to really rock the Domino's. Mm. And people, like that's (laughs) not good pizza. And I said, just you wait. And afterwards, everybody was sold.
1: Yeah, including me. I mean, I was kind of expecting a vintage taste, which I appreciated for nostalgic reasons rather than because of the good pizza. But the people at Domino's Tempelhof, (laughs) I think... (laughs) I think it's got to be one of the one of the top branches. And I'm, and I'm going on record and saying to the CEO of Domino's, whose uh, name I don't know, give them the, their dues because that was some of the best Domino's I've ever tasted.
0: Let's look him up. Yeah. CEO Domino's. We want to say a big shout out to Russell Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> He's new to the job, so this is yeah. this is good. He's only served as Domino's chief executive officer since the first of May mm. this year. Let, let me let me yeah, type Google Russell
1: Weiner and see what what see what he looks like.
0: Oh, he looks like he's been involved with the company
1: for years, right? Prior to that, he was chief operating officer. Okay, yeah, innovation leader Russell. He's got some fresh ideas about the direction he wants to take things in. <laughs> He wants to increase the density of pepperoni slices on each piece of pie. He wants to introduce a wider variety of stuffed. Crusts. Yeah,
0: there was a large range when we ordered, but he wants to keep upping it. I mm. reckon. I kept saying, "I want Skittles stuffed crust."
1: Yeah, I had the the other on Monday night. I had the um, deep fried Oreo stuffed crust, and I can recommend that <laughs> uh, to our listeners. Uh, what I want. Though, uh, Russell, if you're listening, is basically blended up pizza <laughs> that's been piped into the crust. <laughs> <laughs> so a kind of Russian doll pizza crust. Pizza stuffed crust. Mm. <laughs> and ideally that, cr- that pizza that's been blended would itself have had crusts made from a pizza and so on yeah. all the way down. An Inception style.
0: <laughs> Get the Inception pizza. <laughs>
1: so we had the pizza welcome party that was wonderful yeah i was riding that high till late in the evening then i slept on the little fold-out couch here in the nerve center of dptm (laughs) and then the next
0: day we went out and had some Fennig Ice, shout out to oh, yeah. all of the Tempelhof institutions, Domino's, Fennig Ice, yeah, yeah, and Fenning Ice after my own heart mm. is a dirt cheap ice cream mm. that I love so
1: dear, served to you by a very surly person, <laughs> it's
0: a very surly uh. lady who I think she just had enough of summer. Yeah, she wanted out of there. She was
1: like, winter can't, the winter shutdown <laughs> can't come soon enough at
0: Fennig Ice. Yeah.
1: Mm. I like the irony of a very kind of whimsical product being sold to you by a joyless person. And then and then also I noticed funny what you notice in different cultures in different parts of the world, there were lots of people I mean, if you went to an ice cream shop in Melbourne, yeah. One thing you would not find is middle aged people just sitting by themselves yeah. enjoying a large sundae full of ice cream. Yeah. And men who look like they just walked out of the mines. Yeah sitting down enjoying a big tub of ice cream and i love that that was a real part of the community then we went to a beautiful suburb with lots of houses that were lots of apartment buildings that were very picturesque and took some shots or, and when the golden light was on. we were in Bergman keats bergman keats and, and then
0: we had a beer out the front of one of my favorite bars distil
1: yeah and i enjoyed as i always do when i come to berlin the slightly more uh, liberal and unrule bound social atmosphere. You can drink on the sidewalk or you can walk off with the drink in hand if you want. You can have a cigarette inside, uh, whatever you want. And then we went to a very nice Turkish restaurant, had some shawarma, some high-end shawarma. But I think probably for me, one of the highlights of the week has been the following day we went to tiergarten and yeah a beautiful into a beautiful beautiful beer garden in there yes
0: cafe Am am Neu- i'm getting all the plugs in for all Thank of you. the for all of the uh the berlin establishments are going to get the dptm bump yeah from this yes we went to cafe amnoiense yeah in tiergarten which is a beautiful beer garden in the center of the biggest central park in berlin
1: mm. and we were sitting having a beer and you said to me did you know that they have a toilet-themed bar in Berlin? <laughs> and I said, really? That sounds puzzling. And he said, yeah, it's it's really funny. I went there once. Then the conversation moved on and I thought no more about it. Yeah. And we went to Charlottenburg uh, and we...
0: Walked up Kudam, the main shopping strip, mm-hmm. and I said... I got a real hankering for a pumpkin spiced latte. <laughs> yeah, you did. I've been watching YouTube videos. Yeah. About branding.
1: Yeah. And you've seen the the autumn leaves falling off the trees. I've seen the autumn thought, leaves falling off the trees, and I thought something's missing.
0: I've never tried that Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. No, nor have I. I bet it's really affordable and yeah. really good. And uh, it was not really affordable at all. It was very expensive <laughs> for a coffee. Yeah but it was a great rest because we'd been out all day and when sometimes when you're on that trip when you're walking around mm. you need that little rest you need to that take little a load off bite. so i said let's get in here and get a couple of pumpkin spice lattes and they were delish
1: they were good i'd had i had a belly full of
0: uh, currywurst at that point oh yeah we had currywurst earlier that's right and it was served to me by an enigmatic and happy old man how would you just how would you describe currywurst to people well, I don't know what it is. Yeah,
1: it's a curious it's a curious little local delicacy. Um and it consists typically, I think, we had uh, we had uh, basically we stuck to the classics. We had a fairly typical example of it, which is, you know, you get a little you get a little styrofoam container.
0: Yeah, like it's a little cardboard tray.
1: Little cardboard tray. And then inside the cardboard tray, you will find a sausage, and I'm not talking about high end, you know, one of a kind artisanal sausage. I'm mm. talking about a comfortingly familiar, um, very easily digestible, highly processed <laughs> sausage. And on that, and that sausage will be cut into uh, slices, thick slices. And then on top of that, you'll have ketchup. Is yes. The, is that, am I right? Correct. So far? And then on top of the ketchup, they will sprinkle. The magic dust, the curry powder. Yes. Then they'll have maybe chips on the side. Yeah, with
0: mayonnaise. With mayonnaise,
1: and that's all. That's all there is to it. And you would think, uh, you'd think, why would that be a local delicacy? And I can't answer that question, (laughs) but it it is it is quite a special thing that I look forward to every time I'm in Berlin. Yeah,
0: it is the one. It's the most famous. I mean, you could argue doner kebab Mm. is has perhaps overtaken currywurst as the most iconic berlin food but i think i'm a currywurst man myself mm, it was good so after currywurst we go and get our pumpkin spiced we lattes. went went to
1: the pumpkin spiced lattes and then we were walking along a further block
0: what did i what did I, I said to you i said to you do you want to go to the toilet bar mm. and you said is it close yeah and i said just look up, you yeah, idiot! Yeah, you
1: said. You said, we're there. We're already there. We've been there all this time, and uh, and so you'd planted the seed, and then I thought, I thought I'd given up on ever actually seeing the the toilet bar, but there we were. It's called Dust Claw. Yeah, that right? it's,
0: tr- it's a kind of the toilet.
1: Okay, and I'll I'll describe it for you. It's on a corner, and. The, the lettering of dust claw is in your kind of classic bubble writing and the bubble yeah. writing sits within a kind of brown cloud <laughs> indicating the fecal and slightly puerile theme of the bar or giving you some <laughs> clue as to what might be in there and but it I still wasn't prepared for <laughs> what what was within we went in and you know it's a little bit like reminds me of those German compound words that don't have a direct correlate in English. And people mm. will say, oh, it's kind of like this, but it's kind of yeah. like that. Because it is kind of a toilet bar, but just, to just describe it in those terms. Yeah,
0: there's actually more themes. But you're, what happened when you first opened the door to come in? First opened the door and we were walking in over
1: the threshold and you get a spray of liquid in your face, <laughs> almost like you're walking into a toilet. You've, you've become part of the
0: toilet world and you're, then you're suddenly entering a, a moist toilet world. You don't, <laughs> you don't know what that spray of water was. Exactly. You just got to close your eyes and cross the threshold, walk in and prepare yourself. And
1: thankfully you were ahead of me. So you got, you copped most of the spray and then we walked in and then there was a very elaborate cluster of mannequins and figures and figurines and decorations strewn up all over the inside of the bar and one of them was a, a often the, I mean, typically they were ghoulish faces yeah skeletons zombies dismembered heads dismembered heads um you know gore horror was, gore there was, there was halloweeny few, yeah halloweeny stuff there was some aliens there yeah there was a kind of poltergeisty thing crawling out of a television. Yeah,
0: super campy.
1: Mm, very campy, very kind of theater restaurant. Yeah. And then one of them as we walked past kind of leapt out at you as it might in a ghost train. Yeah, it was that's like right. It's like a ghoulish face that they made. Go, Bleh!
0: Yeah, it was a, one of the first kind of animatronic, mm, animatronic hydraulic treat that we were served. Yeah,
1: first of many. We then walked past a box and inside the box was sitting a man named
0: Andy, yeah, DJ like a D, Andy. Yeah, like a DJ booth. I think he asked us where we were from. And he said... Deutsch oder English." Deutsch oder English, And then uh, we said
1: English. And he said, and he, he showed us to our table. Yeah. And then he said, you have picked a bad table, huh? Yeah. And, and then went
0: back to the DJ booth.
1: Yeah. And then... He, he pressed some buttons in the DJ booth which activated some kind of hydraulics in our table, causing it to comically bounce up and down and almost spill our, spill our drinks. Oh, I don't think we'd ordered drinks by that time, but almost knocked us off our seats. And then we realized what we are in for. I started to get a sense of what we are in for, <laughs> some kind of gag bar the likes of which I'd never experienced <laughs> And that d j Andy had a had a series of tricks and traps at his disposal that he was going to visit on us, yeah,
0: there were other guests that just it had just opened, and other guests there was a small group of other guests that had first arrived. Mm. And then I think, and then I think I, I sort of nudged you and I said, have a look." And you turned around, and <laughs> DJ Andy had chosen a bald man who'd arrived with his friends, yeah, and he'd attached a toilet plunger mm. to his head mm. and then was feigning not being able to remove it. <laughs> And all the men were laughing at their friend who DJ Andy had plunged
1: Yeah And then, yeah, then that continued Then he made our table go up and down a couple more times <laughs> psh,
0: psh. And There's then, constantly that noise yeah. when you're in Dusk Glow. <laughs> Just hydraulic, <Yeah>. air pressure <laughs> And then one of the guests at the
1: table behind us Got a mask put on his face by DJ Andy Yeah And on the mask was essentially a very large erect penis <laughs> And some balls. The sort of chin of the mask was balls,
0: <laughs> and the nose was a penis. Yeah, and then and then DJ Andy sort of pretended to to yeah to wank the penis. To wa- yeah, to pleasure the penis on the man. This was the same man who got plunged just yeah, moments he was, earlier. He was getting absolutely roasted. He was getting roasted <laughs> German and he, style,
1: and uh, and and then he said. Then he came over to our table and said, "I think you'll better wear this as well." And yeah. Put the, Put the erect penis on my face. We might have to post photos of that to our account. Not not my best look, uh, but yeah, but it was a very effective disguise. And then we ordered our drinks, and the drinks came in. I guess kind of some, something like a bed pan that you might use for peeing in.
0: Yeah, well, I, what, I guess what a man would use. Mm. It has a it has a uh, has a sort of rectangular prism. Base yeah. and then a kind of tube that yeah. you would put your phallus into, yeah, and, and relieve yourself, yeah. And but then this nice Polish waitress, uh, who was mm-hmm. being very lovely and uh hospitable to us, came over and served us beers in these piss buckets. <laughs> So he clinked up his pockets and settled in. It made a nice little clunky plastic noise. Yeah, they that's were right. And you could tell
1: how much you were drinking because they had measuring, yeah. that, they had measurements on the side. And then our festivities were interrupted by a, a small boy who, to- <laughs> who tore in like the devil and was running around the restaurant. Yeah, and- I think
0: it was a Russian couple had come in with a very young child Yeah, was not being parented very well
1: no and it wasn't really a child appropriate no not at all venue it was fairly kind of lowbrow i mean very very lowbrow comedy uh and very kind of very kind of genital and poo focused yeah. comedy uh and
0: it's, it's, it's a lot of like sex stuff in there yeah there it's is like sex and sh- shit is kind of the yeah
1: sex shit uh ghoul and ghouls, and ghouls for some reason yeah and um and so the kid was running around, kind of. Pulling and kicking at the different mannequins, and the and this restaurant dates from I think nineteen seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. So some of those mannequins are they're quite valuable, yeah. At least to the people in there, yeah. And DJ Andy, you know, <laughs> he's he's kind of he's more dust cloth than man now. I think probably spent the majority of his life in there. in that box, yeah. And so there was there followed a amusing and to me slightly confronting confrontation between the uh the father of this russian family yeah and one of the staff members who came initially sort of said look you can't you have to control your child yeah they didn't really make any efforts to control the child and he continued to raise hell yeah and then this waiter just kicked off and was saying in a way that i just don't think you'd see in australia so yeah. it's quite fascinating it's a it's very
0: sad. it's a very german thing over here right the thing i've I've, I haven't mentioned it on the podcast before, but there is there is a culture over here of people telling each other off mm. with there not being a, a kind of understood threat of violence, a perceived yeah, okay. threat of violence, which as as you will have noticed, that kind of escalation yeah. uh, and aggression in a conversational setting in Australia, mm. you would think somebody's going to, this is going to turn violent really exactly. quickly.
1: because they were really shouting at each other. Yeah. And the only the only scenario in which two men really shouted at each other in Melbourne, yeah is one in which one of them subsequently gets glassed. Yeah, so I was a bit concerned, uh, but yeah, it just kind of resolved. and I particularly enjoyed some of the things that were being said by the Russian father. Yeah. I just remember him and I was recounting this to you the next day saying, "Who are you? Who are you to teach and guide him <laughs> about about his son?" <laughs>
0: It's thought, because the waiter had said he's not, he shouldn't be behaving like this Yeah, This is no way for a boy <laughs> to act yeah. And he said, who, who are you? Who are you to teach and guide him? <laughs> and I thought that's a fairly,
1: that's kind of a charmingly odd way to put yeah. uh, Basically what amounted less to teaching and guiding And more to just trying to stop this kid from destroying the interior <laughs> of the restaurant <laughs> and uh and then we went to the toilet and stood on these platforms that vibrated when you peed yeah and it
0: said it says press here to shake your willy <laughs> and then you press on it and it's a vibrating plate
1: i mean i loved it because it's a kind of it 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 manifested a very german sense of humor or at yeah. least a kind of a side of the german sense of humor which was very distinctive which is this kind of deep affection for the lowest brow of comedy yeah. just kind of slapstick farts and dicks so good and uh and then as we were leaving <laughs> the the uh the guy said goodbye australia dj andy said yeah. goodbye
0: australia see you later and then he said look to your right look to your right but don't t-. he said he said no i have to get my german accent." he said you, you must look to your right. Look to your right, but don't touch. Just look to your right, but don't touch. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He pressed one of his classic, uh, classic yeah. bag of tricks, classic buttons. bag of tricks, hydraulic buttons. <laughs> and what happened? Uh, then there was a small wooden figure mm. to the right and his I guess his coat opened or something was revealed.
1: I think he was emerging from a coffin, right? Right, maybe he
0: emerged from a coffin. Yeah. And then a large erect penis sprang from betwixt <laughs> his, his legs. His bony thighs. Yeah, and you could see that it was a fragile penis and that's why DJ Andy had requested. <laughs> obvious Obviously what typically happens is that people are leaving the place mm. Very drunk, yeah, and they give it a slap or a pinch yeah, yeah, or a yeah. tug, and and then they it's have very to, fragile.
1: And there were, I mean, there were lots of things like that. There was, there was a toilet next to our our table.
0: Yeah, that's like a seat. It was basically a to- like a stool that you could sit on.
1: Exactly, uh, but you could also open it up. Yeah, and in the bowl there was a kind of. It reminded me a bit of like when you go to Japan and you see in all the cafes the sort of fake food models, right. That, that sit, that sit on display, except this was a
0: poo. Yeah. That had been very... It was a wax very, shit.
1: Yeah, wax shit that had been very lovingly and hyper-realistically created. And, you know, if you didn't know you were in a toilet bar, you'd wonder what had happened. <laughs> and then there were lots of uh, toilet brushes hanging from the ceiling. So I think they were quite concerned because some of this stuff was over 50 years old, but it did also just make me think... Man, imagine being the person, the kind of artisan who is lovingly creating these hyper-realistic turds and cocks uh,
0: and thinking. (laughs) The Dasklo craftsman, (laughs) his life's work on that corner in Charlottenburg. (laughs) So that was a great experience.
1: And I want to I want to give a big shout out to you for finding that place and giving me one of the great surprises of my trip. Yeah,
0: it was it was a great delight for me because <laughs> I have been a couple of times and seeing your face light up with just <laughs> all the hijinks and madness. <laughs> D- DJ Andy came over and he said, do you want some ketchup? And you said, what? And then he just had a ke- rubber ketchup That's bottle right. that he squished and a string that looked like it might be actual ketchup came out. Yeah, you know, and you went, "Oh, it's not real ketchup; it's just a string." And then it retracted. <laughs> it's an absolute DJ Andy classic. <laughs> so many props and buttons for yeah. DJ Andy.
1: Probably got a few floppy dickies in the booth. Yeah, there's all that kind of business. But
0: and every every like when I said turn around, and the plunger man was just wearing a penis mask, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I knew that I was somewhere very special. Somewhere I couldn't be in Melbourne, and it's you know made me think. Um, I've been looking for the next big project to dive into. Yeah, and Melbourne takes itself a little bit too seriously. I think there's probably a bit of a gap in the retail in the in the sort of small business market for a a toilet slash gall slash
0: poops the dunny. Yeah, yeah, the dunny. John Maloney's the dunny. You <laughs> went from barrister to. Feces and ghoul and sex themed. Exactly.
1: I don't think I'd want the responsibility of running it. I think I'd really like. You'd be the DJ Andy. To have DJ Andy's job. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to be sitting in the booth DJ Johnny. Master of the goof buttons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just misting people and thrusting animatronic erections at them. When the erection came out, DJ Andy shouted at us, Mine is like this as well. Mine is as big as this as well. (laughs) <laughs> so what what do you want to say to dj andy and the i staff want to say
1: thanks so much to friends of the show dusk Clo and <laughs> dj andy we wish you the very best and to all our listeners if you go there and uh, you just you pay with with any of the dptm coupons <laughs> you'll get 10 percent off at the uh, Dust Clo outlets here in berlin or around the world Obviously, I've been on holiday now slash DPTM promotional touring mm. for almost two weeks. And most of my thoughts have been taken up with being here in Europe. But I have had one eye on Australian-centric news. Yeah. And one of the big pieces of news to come out of Australia, which is really international news, is that a fellow Melburnian by the name of Anthony Douglas mm-hmm. has won the world barista championship mm. 2022 world barista championship and
0: i so think this is coffee not, is not coffee. law
1: it's not law it's uh it's held in high regard by Melburnians, unlike the business of lawyers <laughs> uh and and uh, everybody has a favorite barista not many people have a favorite barrister <laughs> so yeah there's some there's some key differences there but the championship, I think, is an annually is an annual international competition, and you and I, I think you had had some previous exposure to it. I hadn't really. Mm. I wasn't really sure what was what it entailed. Yeah, and it struck me as an odd thing because, you know, the process of making coffee with a modern day espresso machine, yeah, is a fairly kind of linear process, uh, involving, I think. Perhaps four or five steps.
0: You mean like a like a home machine, or do you mean at your local cafe?
1: Yeah, your local cafe. So, yeah. I mean, you've done. I've I'm not worked in a cafe, but you've made many cups of coffee in yeah, a commercial I've worked setting. in
0: cafes in my time,
1: and I don't know. Perhaps you can take us through the basic steps involved in. Yeah, if somebody says. Flat white, please. If somebody says
0: flat white, please, Mm. it's pretty much you're grinding the beans fresh. You Mm -hmm. will have preset the grinder typically to dish out the weight of beans that you want. goes into the little handle. Right. You pop the the handle into the group head of the espresso machine. Mm -hmm. You tighten it. You hit the button. It's, again, often preset a certain amount of liquid that it's going to press through the coffee. Right. The liquid goes through the coffee, drips out of... The little spout yeah into the drink and then you're foaming up some milk if it's a flat white not so much if it's a cappuccino more yeah you're combining that milk on top of the coffee right and you're handing it to the local member of your community that's coming to order it yeah and you say great to see you again gavin hot coffee coming through <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's, That's what I envisage. And then the the local community member goes on his way. Mm. End of transaction. End of Liquid transaction. Simple.
1: Yeah, simple. And I often think, because bar- baristas are held in very high regard in Melbourne's kind of snotty coffee culture, to me they're kind of the DJs of the of the retail world, <laughs> in the sort of club DJs of the retail world. In that because there's a slight lack of understanding on the public's part of of each of the steps that you yeah. just outlined there's a bit of space for mystique to creep in yeah. to what they are actually doing and i think they tend to play on that mystique to charge a premium for their services whereas maybe what they're doing is fairly linear and straightforward but perhaps that's naive and and it struck me you know what would you do what would a what would an international barista competition involve because surely once you've received a certain level of training and had a certain level of experience, everyone is kind of pretty much at an indistinguishable skill level here. They've all mastered this relatively straightforward process. But you and I were watching it earlier and there's actually a lot more to it than I realized. There's way more
0: theater to the barista (laughs) world championships than you would have thought. Yeah. And you wouldn't have thought that anybody who's interested in coffee would be interested in this much theater. How did this develop this little so it's a 15 minute presentation essentially right so they say okay we're we're introducing what's this guy's name again anthony douglas yeah and from australia representing australia anthony douglas and then anthony douglas goes time and he presses a little timer and he's got 15 minutes yeah to give essentially a presentation to a panel of judges yeah and he's got at his disposal i think several espresso machines and other like kitchen equipment, yeah, a stove top if he needs it, saucepans for yeah. infusing flavors. Yeah, it's kind and,
1: of a master chef y type stage. Yeah, and yeah.
0: then he does like a chef, he kind of begins to explain what he's gonna do, but yeah, it, it's much more theatrical and much more, there's much more storytelling.
1: Yeah, so in Anthony's case, he starts explaining coffee is really a question of trust yeah you know? this was his theme yeah it's
0: very trust based presentation
1: <laughs> yeah and i loved it because the, the sort of cadence of it is very much as if it was somewhere between a kind of sort of who's that guy that does all the you know complicated sleight of hand and mental trickery oh, yeah um uh, uh,
0: D- Darren brown
1: yeah it's somewhere between a kind of Darren brown performance and a TED talk where he's kind of yeah that's a very good description there's a bit of uh there's a bit of kind of explaining the magic using words and terminology that you're not really clear on that has a rather imprecise meaning and and kind of doing it with this air of sort of um, not quite cockiness but but a real a, confidence and real confidence yeah and yeah i loved some of the terminology he was talking about yeah coffee is a question of trust because you know you make a you make an order, and you know that the, the bar- you entrust the barista with giving you the yeah, kind and of you coffee. as the
0: customer you have a expectation, yeah, and the barista has to deliver to that expectation, and there's a gap there, yeah, a trust gap, a trust gap, saying
1: exactly, and then, and then they must have been kind of a backstory Well, well, a kind of there must have been instructions that they were giving to the contestants where they were told to. Um, Represent to, to make different decisions about what they were doing with their coffee, or maybe this is just the way that Anthony likes to explain what he was doing. <laughs> but he, he kept talking about there are four different decisions during yes. my presentation,
0: and I've done this to represent this.
1: Mm. He kept using phrases like, and I'm representing this decision by mm. adding some grape syrup to this yeah. shot of coffee, and, I've,
0: and I'm going to represent that decision. Mm. By adding Banksia dirt
1: <laughs> exactly, and, the coffee. and I'm representing this decision by he said things like, "What I've done is I've cryodesiccated." Yeah, and I'm not was, making that up.
0: That's real. He kept saying that the I think something was cryodesiccated.
1: <laughs> it was the it was the date syrup. I think <laughs> he said I've cryodesiccated the grape syrup to represent this decision, and I thought. <laughs> You've lost me, mate. Is this sorry? Is this the wrong room? Is it, is <laughs> you,
0: you said sorry. One medium latte. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sir. You'll need to wait for the cryodesiccation <laughs> of to the, complete the
1: syrup. The syrup is not yet cryodesiccated, and then he said, "And then he said, Yeah, I was. You know, I, I cryodesiccated the.'" the date syrup and then i was holding it over a nitrogen bath yeah and, and then i was leaving it for 12 hours and putting in one part you know whatever civet grease or something <laughs> and then and then uh and then he's and then he's telling giving them hyper specific instructions like you'll find uh in front of you i want you to move down to the part of your form yeah that says signature drink and i would like you to leave it blank until i give you the instruction to remove the tasting disc move the tasting disc over to the right side and then take two sips uh of the drink
0: yeah we'd say Uh, things like stir the espresso mm, anti-clockwise yeah for 2.8 seconds not twice but thrice (laughs) and then wait another three seconds And then sip twice.
1: <laughs> and then the clock was running down for 15 minutes and he's kind of zooming through this thing with this this sort of slightly acrobatic flair and the judges are getting more and more excited because they've all had about 800 cups of coffee <laughs> probably. And uh, and then, yeah, he won. And yeah. And I don't, I mean, we haven't dug deep enough to see and it might be hard to find, but I'd really love to see who is coming last in that competition and what they are putting down. We were joking that as opposed to the kind of the sort of hyper-detailed jargon-laden fare of uh, Anthony Douglas, somebody else just gets up there with a kind of old-fashioned Mr. Coffee machine (laughs) and hits (laughs) hits the cappuccino button (laughs) and this kind of airport lounge quality cappuccino comes out.
0: (laughs) And he just goes, today, everybody, I'm looking forward to presenting you with a cappuccino and just presses the button.
1: (laughs) I'm representing this decision by plugging in my Mr. Coffee machine and pressing this button And, and through a process which I'm not entirely clear on the milk comes out of here <laughs> and the coffee comes out of there. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, congratulations to friend of the show, Anthony Douglas, you can who I understand. And, you can go
0: and get a coffee from him because he's in Melbourne. You can go yeah. find him. You should uh you can go down and get a cryo desiccated.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you can bring in a coffee and get it have it cryo desiccated in store.
0: Cryo desiccated Ponsaccino, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's been episode eighty of DPTM. This week, DPTMers, don't praise the machine. Episode number 80, live and direct from Berlin. John Maloney in Tempelhof, Berlin. Alexander Holland in Tempelhof, Berlin. And you'll be flying away so soon, John. You're off to Hamburg tomorrow mm-hmm. for a day. Yeah. And then you fly back to Melbourne. And what memories will you be left with in Berlin? What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks very much, Al. This is indeed the last podcast episode that you'll hear from me in on this particular European trip and I want to give a big thanks to you for your kindness and hospitality here in Temple Hoff. You're
0: very welcome.
1: You've introduced me to toilet bars, you've introduced <laughs> me to, to inexpensive ice cream and last <laughs> night on the way home we saw a hedgehog.
0: <laughs> um, That's true, yeah. <laughs> That's great, very cute.
1: And between those three, three things, I am happy as a clam. I just want to say thanks to all of the DPTMers that have come out during the week and uh, made time in their busy lives to come and say hello to me. It's been a wonderful pleasure meeting you all both here in Berlin and prior to that in, uh, in Scotland and prior to that in the great city of London. I hope to see you all again very soon and you all have a home in Melbourne and I hope you know that and a home in the DPTM community.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. That was episode number eighty of Don't Praise the Machine, featuring Alexander Holland and live in the Templehof Studio. Templehof Studio. John Maloney. We've loved talking about budget ice cream parlour Hanning Ice. When the ice cream's this good, you don't care
1: if the person serving you smiles or not.
0: We've loved talking to you about classic Berlin institution and toilet bar Dasklo Shout out to DJ Andy, one of the greats. We've we- we
1: loved talking to you about the delicious taste of Curry Voice. Sausage ketchup and curry powder, together at last.
0: And we've laughed, talking about 2022 World Barista Champion Anthony
1: Douglas. Thanks very much, Anthony. I look forward to getting a desiccated date syrup latte from you very soon. Thanks so much, everybody, and
0: we'll see you next week at the podcast.